But it's just airplanes, so it's not, it's it's, not really no this is This is the best seat now. It's, it's got a runway in the front yard. <laughs> now back to the Sun and Fun Radio deck, sponsored in part by supporters of Sun and Fun Radio. And we are back live from the 2014 Sun and Fun Fly-In, our 40th annual Sun and Fun. The amazing thing to me is this is the 20th annual Sun and Fun Radio coverage of the event. Absolutely amazing. Our air show was absolutely great today, but it did run long, so I'm not even going to do all the usual funny haha intros. I am just going to say, ladies and gentlemen, returning wow. for their eighth annual appearance on Sun and Fun Radio, I'm going to turn control of the deck over to the voices in your head, the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast. Jack, Jeb, and Dave, take it away, Jack. Thank you, David, and uh, welcome, everyone, to Uncontrolled Airspace, the general aviation podcast. Take it which way? I'm Jack Hodgson. I'm coming to you uh, from the uh, new improved deck of the Sun and Fun radio station here at uh, Sun and Fun 2014. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm here, sitting here with a, a handful of my very good friends, and I'm going to say hi to them in just a second. But first, just to set the scene here, it's uh, what day is it? It's Tuesday evening, first uh, towards the end of the first day of the 2014 edition of the Sun and Fun Fly-In. And a uh, beautiful day here. I just about couldn't ask for better weather. Um, very warm, but not overly warm. Uh, the, uh, the, the Florida cold, I guess it was a little Florida cold. It's Florida here. chilly this yeah, morning. Yeah, it's a little Florida cold, but it's very, very nice. The sky was cl- uh, mostly clear all day long, and uh, a lot of airplanes flying. The air show just concluded here, and uh, we had a really great uh, selection of uh, aerobatic uh, air show acts that just finished up, and now we're starting to see uh, private aircraft departing for the day, and uh, um, it's uh, shaping up to be a, a really some good... Some of them aren't, just, they aren't really leaving. They're just going for it. They're just going out for some fun. That's right. Yeah, because there's still plenty of daylight left in this day. And uh, uh, say hello to my uh, very good friends that are here with me on the deck. Uh, that first voice you just heard is Dave Higdon, uh, who's uh, here on the deck. How are you doing, David? Doing wonderful. It's been a fun first day. Uh, been here for a couple of days now. Place filled up immensely today, so we're off and running. Yeah, yeah. You've been here for a couple of days, and I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But first, let me say hi to another one of my friends. Jeb Burnside is here. Hi, Jeb. How are you doing? I'm doing just as well. Uh, great first day for a great show. Yeah, yep, yep. And uh, and then also another one of my good friends, ones that we, one that doesn't get to join us in our virtual hangar very often, but uh, it's always a pleasure when he does. James Winbrandt is with us. Hi, James. How are you? I'm doing great, and it's great to be back in the hangar with you guys, as always, and great to be back here at Sun and Fun 14. Well, I know, yeah. At Sun and Fun 14, and back here in Lakeland yeah. for this wonderful annual event. Now, the new improved deck is actually much more hangar-like than, what, than it was in the past. This is just a great accomplishment. Congratulations to uh, Dave Shelbetter and his whole crew for putting this together. This is a, a quite a piece of work here. Yeah, it is. Ha- having helped Jeb build a tiny little section of bridge, can I can only imagine how much work went into this thing. This is awesome. So uh, congratulations to Dave and his crew. And congratulate to them. congratulations to them for this being their 20th year of doing Sun and Fun Radio here at the event. That's, that's an accomplishment as Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Yeah, really, so uh, really that's great. Um, this is going to be a little bit of an abbreviated episode because we need to be off the air in time for a, a big uh, event that's happening here at Sun and Fun later on this evening. So let's kind of jump right into it. David, you've been here for a couple of days. Uh, first impressions, what have you seen so far? What, what are you thinking? First impression is that the people in the business of general aviation are innovating and pushing ahead as much as ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like there are more and more people responsive to, or open to those changes. Seen a couple of new pieces of avionics, seen a couple of new ultralights, uh, a couple of mods of airplanes, seen a lot of the old standards, Beach and Cessna here. 
uh, in their old usual places, even though they're now one company. Um, we had a mostly, you know, maybe one quarter full area for vintage and home built parking this morning mm-hmm. when I came down the main area. Now, how do you think it's pretty close to full now at okay. the end of the ah, day? Okay, so throughout the day today, uh, a lot of people arrived. That's great. That's great. Jeb, you and I arrived just this morning. Um, you you spent a fair amount of time wandering around. I, think, I believe you went into some of the exhibit hangars, and, uh-huh. and, and you and I were also wandering together a little bit. Your first impressions so far? Um, very uh, favorable. Uh, the, the traffic seems to be what I would consider to be high for an opening day in the middle of the week. Uh, the weather is great, obviously. Um, the parking areas that I have seen are all close to filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hangars are busy. Some of the the aisles are completely blocked with people, not with things, but with people. Um, walking around, um, it, it's not impassable by any stretch of the imagination, but there's a good crowd. Yeah. And they all seem to be interested and motivated. Now, we had a, a fair amount of rain earlier in the week, and there was actually some, some flooding here on the, on the grounds a couple of days ago, um, but that doesn't look like that's turned into anything like yeah. a problem. I've seen a few yeah. places where the ground is soft, but I wouldn't characterize any of it as mud. It keeps the dust down. Well, they, they roped off some of the traditional low areas where the water puddled or ponded, and most of those are mostly dry now. And another day, this is Tuesday, uh, by Thursday morning, they're going to be able to park stuff on those low spots. Yeah. And like Jeb said, uh, you look around and the place is getting pretty full pretty fast. Yeah. So uh, progs for the rest of the week. There's no precip in the forecast till Monday. If, if those hold, it should be a really good week for yeah. these folks. James, you've been here for, what, yesterday, I think? You I arrived in the afternoon, yeah. but I just sort of picked up the rental car and sort of was on my way. So today was the first day I've had a chance to really some in- see what's Some going first on. impressions? What do you think? Well, you know, it uh, started off, if you're in the media, the first press conference was Garmin, which has really set the tone in many ways for the industry in terms of avionics, where we're going. I was very heartened to hear them say, um, besides new products they introduced here this year, that 2013 was their best year since 2008 when everything collapsed and went south. So that, to me, is a great way to start the week. That's a nice metric, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, so. That's a good barometer for how things are. are Exactly. Most recently, Exactly. So maybe we are winding our way out, kind of ascending slowly, but definitely positive rate of climb continues. Well, we know new airplane sales didn't set any records last year. But retrofit work is really helping to drive their business. And that seems to be continuing. Another press conference today was the folks over at Premier Aircraft Sales who announced their Premier edition of a retrofit 172. They're looking for R&S models. They're going to outfit them with Centurion 2.0 diesel engines, complete Garmin yeah, okay. stacks, everything except they're going to leave in the KAP-140 autopilot on those models of Cessnas and you know I think a new Cessna they're saying of a 174.68 they're going to do about 298 they'll bring in kind of everything stripped down repainted redone re re everything new I'm sorry is 298 that's the 298,000 versus the 400 and 
68. Price wise. Yes. Okay. Price. Okay. 290. All right. I know 298 is so less we than $400. Yes. But still. Now, when you say, is this a, a new airframe or a refurbished no, airframe? No, it's a refurbished, but they're right. going to take it all down to the metal. Yep. Uh, obviously, you can't zero time the airframe, but they can zero time the hobs, yep. and that's what they're going to be doing. Cool. That sounds pretty interesting. Um, what else have we seen? David, when we came out here, uh, when I came down here to Florida in January, you weren't able to join us at Sebring. One of the airplanes you asked us to look at was the Raven, uh, the Rand's Raven. And you've now had a chance to actually put your eyes on this airplane. What do you think now that you've actually seen it? Uh, spent about 20 minutes looking at Rand's S-20 Raven, which is, it, it takes the S-7S courier wing and melds it to a steel tube fuselage modeled after the S-6, which is side-by-side. The Courier's a tandem airplane. Uh, Better luggage volume, better luggage weight capacity, uh, tailwheel or trike, uh, and they're working on SLSA for it. It it looks like it could be a really good airplane for them because it's got some of the more attractive numbers for a light sport aircraft, like 580-pound useful load. Uh, it, put get gas in it. You can put up to eighty gallon or eighty pounds of luggage in it and two people, and uh, hundred and hundred two hundred three knot cruise uh, on a Rotax nine twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'll do well with it, but because their customers had been asking for something with courier-like performance, but in a side-by-side right. with better luggage capacity, and this is going to do it, I think. Yeah. Because they want that's for sort of backcountry flying, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, it could be for either. It could be for either. It depends on how you want to have it finished out. If you want it in a tricycle gear, I was going to say, doesn't that come tricycle and tail dragon? Yeah. yeah. The the prototypes that they're showing. Here is a tail dragger, uh, and that's the one the numbers are predicated on. Uh, you can read into what you want to out of a trike gear version of it. I always look at a nose gear versus a tail wheel. That is probably uh, at a cost of two or three knots compared one to the other. Uh, but it makes it a lot easier airplane for some people to fly, and maybe not the best bush plane. But bush operations aren't the primary thing here. It's like a really good sturdy airplane with side-by-side seating and good luggage. You want to travel, you want to do short field. And if you, the short field part is probably going to disappoint a lot of people because I think it does, if I remember the number, it takes right at 300 feet and change to get off the ground. Yeah, that's, just, that's just way Aww. too much. I can't imagine they try to even market something like that. Yeah. Um, David, you haven't had a chance to fly it yet, though, have you? Have not. Uh, Randy and I talked about that a little bit briefly this morning, but my time over there was limited, and he had real customers. So, James James is like, he's pointing himself, smiling, saying, I'm the man. Um, did well, you fly I, this airplane? I'm scheduled to fly Friday morning. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll have to talk to you after <laughs> Friday afternoon then. Yes. Uh, what's your expectation of this airplane? Uh, I had been a kind of briefed. Also on its uh, backcountry capabilities, so I'm looking for a sort of backcountry here in, in Florida to fly to, but I don't think we have the sort of the Idaho we thing. We have so was. many mountains and hills and ridges <laughs> that's, and valleys that's in Florida that this is the perfect venue. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. looking it over, as Dave was saying, the the luggage capacity in the back, it's like, well, why don't we put another two seats back here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, there's room. Yeah, yeah. No, you can fly it out to Sebring. That's the Highlands, right? 
Yeah. They actually call that area the Highlands. Well, that must be relatively 30 speaking. Feet, 30 well, yeah. feet elevation. I know. Huh? <laughs> Let's put it this way. When you fly from the, the, the West Coast to the center of the state, you don't have to reset the altimeter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and Jeb, anything you want to add about this, Rands? Are you at all familiar with it? I am not. Um, I, I'm, I've seen pictures. I've seen the specs on it. It looks like a nice little... Uh, uh, nice little motor. Um, uh, I wish him luck. Yeah. Now, when we were brainstorming earlier, one of the products that you mentioned were some sort of headset that you thought was interesting. Yeah, I don't know how interesting it is. There's a new headset on the market by a new company, uh, the, the AKG uh, headset by Harman. And I presume this is uh, of Harman Kardon fame, the old audio equipment manufacturer. Um, it looks like a nice little headset. It's got a great little control panel, battery pack thing, uh, stereo, obviously, A&R, obviously, uh, because that's the, that's the hot lick these days. Uh, I just found it interesting that there's a, a new headset manufacturer, a new vendor on the market. Uh, they're here at the show. Um, they have show prices. Uh, their, their vendors have show prices. Uh, looks like a nice little box, okay. a nice little product. So it's just that it's just a new brand. It's, just, it's, it's not like a, how how off, features yeah. that are unique. In this industry, how often do you have a new manufacturer no. come in and offer something that is basically a commodity product? Yeah, yeah. We're going to come back in a little bit and, and continue on talking about a few more products and some of the activities that we're going to be hearing uh, later, uh, hearing or seeing and, and uh, participating in later in the week. Uh, we're here at day one of the uh, 2014 Sun and Fun Fly-In. Uh, we're out here on the grounds. It's a beautiful afternoon, evening. Uh, the airplanes are departing off in the distance. Uh, uh, name that airplane. You guys are better at this than I am. What is that? T- taking off on, on climb out over uh, runway... Oh, here we go. Super Cub with big wheels. There's a V-tail Bonanza. I say, at this point, all I can tell you is it's got a tail wheel. I'm sorry. What's that? That's east, right? That's a, that's a V-tail Bonanza. Yeah, that's yeah. Very, that is a V-tail Bonanza. That's east. Okay. The sun is setting over I know. that. Now, okay, for, there we've got a... Uh, what is that, an archer? For the aviation Cherokee. challenge. Cherokey. Yeah, They'd be talking about Vintage. operations off runway Can't 9 or 9 or... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to keep watching the airplanes while you guys listen to some of these announcements. You're listening to a special episode of the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast on Sun and Fun Radio. Back to the Sun and Fun Radio deck, sponsored in part by supporters of Sun and Fun Radio. And we're back out here on the new improved Sun and Fun Radio deck at uh, Lakeland Linder Regional Airport. This is the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast on Sun and Fun Radio. I'm here with uh, Jeb and Dave and James, and uh, we're just kind of hanging out as the uh, sun's setting here, and uh, airplanes are taking off in the distance. And uh, say hi to Amy. Amy, if you're listening, we we, yeah, we miss you. We, we, Amy's around here someplace. She has been sighted, and uh, she had an, another commitment this evening. Otherwise, she would have joined us here on the new improved deck. But uh, um, we're having a good old time here, talking about airplanes and watching airplanes. and Airplanes, air shows, airplane people. Giving Jack a hard time. About find it all here. Well, his some things are just natural. Charming shortcomings. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything on the air. James, you have a list. What's, what else is on your list that you've seen that's interesting? Yeah, well, I've just uh, put down some of the things I just saw today yeah. that are interesting and some things that I'm hoping to see. But uh, I had mentioned Garmin 
had their press conference at which they said that their sales last year equaled were, were the best ever I think I heard, since yeah. 2008, which right. is a bellwether of what's coming. Yeah. They also introduced a couple of interesting products there. They released the, the G3X, which is a touchscreen uh, glass panel for experimental and LSAs. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And that's got some features in it that even their certificated models don't. So we're hoping to see some of those features migrate uh-huh. up. And they also had this VIRB, I don't know if they call it the Verb or VIRB Elite, which is... I've seen reference to this. Well, yeah. this is, we've all heard of the GoPro, which is the camera that in which you can get all the realistic high-def videos yeah. from your uh-huh. aircraft. Well, they've kind of taken their own technology of a video camera and created a bundled turnkey package with mounts, with communication. This is from Garmin. From Garmin. Really? Okay. Yes, the Verb Elite. So a bundle package which gives you everything you need for in-cockpit videos, including audio uh, input so you can get communications between tower and pilots on the video. Now, it doesn't have an external mount at this point, but you're kind of all set to go and really start making your in-flight videos know, with this yeah. with this and it's it, not that we don't expensive. need no stinking external mail there you yeah. go well, i was going to say angel funding for that project came from the nsa i don't know <laughs> I, I, I well, just, there's there's a couple FIA's of external mounts branch yeah right there's, there, there's at least one really slick I mean. external mount for gopros you can put on the bottom yeah. of certificated airplanes it's right. stc it'll hold up to four gopros simultaneously and you aim them how you want to yeah, okay. within that housing. And certainly they mentioned there are third-party mounts you can get. They also mentioned that the controller can control multiple cameras at right. one time. So you could have multiple cameras set up in your cockpit and and presumably oh, on one of these third-party mounts uh-huh. and be really kind of the, your multimedia director. You can be your own Cecil B. DeMille in the cockpit so there. You, you can get the accident from three different... Well, that's <laughs> what I was saying. You can <laughs> get the thrills of flying, the beauty of flying. You can get anything you want. Your own little personal 1-6 right. You know, and, uh, uh, Rotex also came out with the new variant of the 912, their latest, which, I mean, really, they've been doing some amazing things, but the numbers of this... Uh, over the U, uh, ULS, which was two generations ago, a 30 to 70 percent improved fuel efficiency, How which is they, just hard to believe. How can I they know. do that? Well, this is improved over this uh, over the ULS. The, uh, is it injected versus carburetor? Over the carburetor. Over over the carburetor. carburetor. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. That's the only way it could. Uh, Wait, yeah. let me amend that. I, I believe before I get in trouble here or say something. The 30 to 70% may be over comparable engines by other Ah, manufacturers. The 30%, though, is over the ULS. So we're talking a third less fuel consumed, and that means a third more range, all sorts of wonderful things. A third less fuel you have to carry Mm -hmm. if you're going a specified distance. So very remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're the Mooney guy, um, and I don't know. Is I don't imagine Mooney has a presence here. I wouldn't imagine, they, or do they? I don't think because everybody's saying they're not here, are they? Yeah, so they, I think they, the they... answer would be yes from somebody. With everybody throwing the question around, but I have been told that on Friday they're going to have a press conference uh, here. Okay, and at that press conference. I don't know what they're going to say, but I've been hearing for a while that they're going to come back in production. And my hope, being a Mooney guy, as you said, that. Friday's announcement will be that they are coming back into production with a Mooney. What Mooney? 
We don't know. Obviously, something, they're not going to come out with something new, I wouldn't expect. Haven't we? David, you got to talk to the microphones, radio. Well, okay, it's too, yeah, okay. It's not the way it works, David. <laughs> well, there's no reason to hate Mooney that much, David. But well, if they, I like, if I they like just, Mooney. If they just put the freaking tail back on correctly. That's, <laughs> I know. Really. No. Um, no, no, seriously. No, you, you say they're going to announce, but haven't they already announced resumption of production? They've announced the intent. I'm My expectation and hope would be that they've got something a little more concrete to say instead of we're intending to. David, I'm expecting you got something them to, say? to have an airplane here that's come off the new line. Oh, really? Yeah. That's even better, David. Yeah. That's even I'm expecting better. them to have an airplane here. Norley went off the line. Now, remember, it's worth remembering that when Mooney stopped production, they didn't wind down the production line and right. push the last one out. They had airplanes at various stages of production, and things just stopped. So that's where they picked up. Well, knowing that David has some ins in this industry, I would hope that and wouldn't be surprised if his speculation was spot on. Yeah, but I... He's also willing to say anything, so <laughs> you've got to watch well, it. Well, last week uh, when we did a little preview of here, we were talking about Beach and Cessna being together. Yeah. And whether they'd be together together or what. But, but, but the timing was such that Beach had already paid for the spot that it's in. Cessna's paid for the spot that it's in. Probability seemed high that that would be the status quo. That's the status that quo. That is the status quo. I don't yeah. expect that next year. No. Right, they'll so be melting. Mooney next started year. Re- started picking up the old production line where they'd stopped right. several months ago. At this point, I would expect them to have an airplane ready to deliver. And if it was me in their marketing department, I can't think of a better place to yeah, highlight the first think? delivery of the resumed production than here at Sunnet Fund. Well, my other only other question would be relative to the Moonies that were on the assembly line when they stopped production. What happened to the deposits and the, and the purchasers and, and all that? That's but, definitely uh, an interesting question yes, and yeah. and one who, that will who gets, come up. That gets, one will come up at the press conference. Who gets the first one coming off the line this year? You know that kind of thing. I, I can tell you one thing, absolutely concretely for sure. It, it's not you. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and the bride and I would love uh, a good Mooney, but. A good I don't Mooney. think that's going to happen. Did you catch right that now. qualification there? A good Mooney. I think I, that's I don't want a little redundant. I, I don't think that we want to really talk about what you and your wife do. Yeah, all right, okay, yeah, <laughs> moving on. Uh, but there are the. We saw another new aircraft introduced here. It was introduced about two weeks ago. What's that? The TBM 900 from uh-huh. Daher Sakata. Uh, Describe that airplane for us. What is it? That is a single-engine turboprop. It is the latest iteration of which started with the TBM 700. It is the beautiful Jimmy. biplane. Beautiful biplane on oh. uh, on final here for the grass runway out here, paralleling the Slipping east-west to oh, landing. That's pretty. I think that's the new American standard. Yeah, that's uh, looks well, like a Jimmy. And a new American standard is a model name. It's not a new airplane. Yeah. It's the old. I, I it's get, that old. It's new the old American, new American standard. Yeah, it was a beautiful airplane, though. As it was, I, I, it really is. It gliding down on final in the setting sun here. So what, was, no one's making new biplanes anymore. Come on, Waco's here. Waco and Great Lakes. And what are they showing? A Waco and a Great Lake. Yeah, okay. New ones or, or yeah, brand yeah. new ones. Really, they're coming oh, off yeah. the assembly line. Sure. Now Waco is the airplane, and Waco is the city. Exactly. There we go. Okay. Um, or a personality type. <laughs> David, uh, Paradise City. What's going on down there? Have you been down to the ultralight LSA area? Uh, I've been in and out of Paradise City uh, four times in the last uh, three days. Uh, People were still coming in yesterday. 
Uh, people were flying yesterday. Yesterday evening, we got to see John Moody come in in his Easy Riser. He already had his uh, Aero Lights Eagle here. Uh, a few more airplanes over there this year. Uh, oh, good. A few more companies over there this year. Uh-huh. A couple of companies that have been there before, a little scaled back from what they've done before. Uh, Ultralight companies or LSA companies? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. Nice. Uh, the folks at B-Light have a new ultralight here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're seeing things, that some of the old standards like CGS Aviation here, Pipistrel's over there. Uh, Rands is over there, uh, which is really good to see. And, uh, uh, oh, gee, many flight designs out in the main area. Right. Uh, now, now, go back to this. They're the big dog. B-Light is a favorite of yours, I know, and, uh, and, and justifiably so. What's new about this new, new airplane of theirs? They've got a new model that looks a little bit more like a, a historical Piper, like a J3. Uh, it's a little more true to the form than some of their other uh, ultralight variants. And B-Light's also got a new solid-state fuel capacity sensor that they're showing here. Uh, James this is Weeby, a tiny little one-seat airplane. James Weeby, yeah. who's the driving force, James and his wife, Kathy, are the driving force behind B-Light. James's background is computers and electronics and He's been really aggressive in coming up with very light, solid-state instruments for things like roll rate and attitude and vertical and horizontal speed and altitude and all that. And his latest iteration is a uh, fuel sensor with a solid-state probe, no moving parts. Uh, very accurate, and, and, and you can calibrate it in to the capacity that you need. Mm-hmm. You, you know, empty, full, and then it'll figure it out in between. So James has had his usual busy winter coming up with something new. Nice. The new ultralight I haven't seen fly yet, but it looks it looks slick. It, you know, it looks like you took a J3 and whacked out a seat. Mm-hmm. Um, going back for a second to uh, uh, Cessna and Beach, um, a.k.a. Textron Aviation. Textron Aviation. Yeah. So they are. They're a new company here this I year. I know, right. But they're not here. I, I haven't seen any signage that says Textron Aviation. Have you? I, I Maybe it's there. I just haven't seen it yet. I, I no, have, I, I haven't, haven't either, yeah. except for yeah. the email right address on the business card. Right. So as of right now, um, Beach has its standard presence, a very nice presence. So they've got probably four, five, six That's the lot they've been buying. They've been for out there all along. A dozen years. Now. And Cessna has a little bit more of a. I don't, now, is that Cessna corporate, or is that, again, the, the Textron Aviation Corporate. Okay, so, excuse me, yes. But the point is, last year it wasn't the corporate. Last year, Cessna had no presence right. here. They yeah. let their local dealer and distributor fill in some airplanes. Now, they're not, they're, not using, airplanes. they're not using as much of that, quote-unquote, Cessna area as they have in past years. It's a little bit abbreviated, but it's not bad. It's about the same, yeah. actually. And uh, they've got that the, the permanent building over there. Yep. And uh, they also have a, uh, what was it, Bell helicopter, which we concluded is a Textron well, company. Well, it was not a conclusion. Very, it was kind of known before we yeah, got well, here. Yeah, well, I concluded. Um, by asking you, basically. <laughs> what I the, Cessna, the Cessna exhibit um, is something rather bifurcated in that they have, um, I don't know, a caravan, uh, uh, maybe a 206, uh, something like that, uh, new aircraft on display. Yeah. And then behind that in a tent, 
There is a Bell uh, Model 205, 505, I guess it is, actually, uh, mock-up, which is the apparently the new-tech, high-tech successor to the Bell Long Ranger and Jet Ranger. And then uh, beyond that, they have, I think, uh, a dealer, a dealer set up with... Right, um, because what we've right. got over there, what we've got over there, so there's the classic story it's about the, used, big used monster, aircraft, yeah. the big monster company that it wants to build like a, a huge building complex in a particular location, and there's the little old lady who won't sell her house, all right? And so her house ends up being a cutout, this little cottage that's right. like in the middle of this monster skyscraper complex. Well, over there in the midst the, the of the... cutout is the Piaggio. Is the Piaggio, uh, right? Uh, there's like this uh, one airplane. Among, a nice airplane, and, but... And my only comment was, hey, it looks like Cessna's got a twin turbo problem. <laughs> yeah, here. I know, huh? <laughs> So, uh, and, and they should be calling it the catfish, but that's yeah, another story. That, yeah. That's a whole other story. But there's l- relatively little sign of how they plan to merge these brands. Well, it's, it, it's, it bears worth remembering here that this merger, such as it is, into would, Textron Aviation is about six weeks old. Yeah. And is it official now? Has it been approved? Oh, yeah. It's official. It's done. It's got government approvals. It's a done deal. Management changes have been made. Personal changes are in progress. But for the benefit of the folks at home who have not followed this like maniacs like us have to, buying spaces in an event like this is not something that you decide in February that you're going to do in March. So, so the spaces planning. that were bought here for some of these companies have been bought long-term, long ago. Hence, Beach still being where it's been traditionally for the last several years, Cessna being where it's been. It'd be my expectation, it's not a prediction, just my expectation, that that will be totally different in 2015 because we'll see the progress of the blending of Beach and Cessna under Textron Aviation I, move along. I'd expect that also. I will be pleasantly surprised, however, if they do it differently, yeah. if they if they keep it separate. Uh, I was walking the line earlier and, and uh, came across the beach booth, and the way I approached it, it appeared as if all they had was King Airs. They had three King Airs, uh, 290 King Airs, and, and something else. And a baron. Well, and, and I had to walk around the King Airs, and I saw a little prop sticking out. Oh, let's go check that out. Oh, hey, it's a, it's a baron. Oh, it, behind it is an A36. Well, how about that? So it, it's good that Beach is doing that. Um, I, I certainly hope that they do that again next year. Speaking of King Airs, isn't this some sort of anniversary for King Airs? 50. 50. 50 5 0. 7,200 delivered, 6 million hours plus. You know, the King Air is kind of this quiet legend of an airplane, isn't it? I mean, maybe it's, it's only quiet to me, but I, I just, you know, it doesn't. It's done very well for them in the last couple oh, of years yeah. when everything was going south. Yeah. For Beechcraft, the King Air stuck stuck with them and carried them through. It showed itself to be the workhorse it, it well, always was. Why? What are, What are the attributes of the King Air that made it made it? Uh, given it's it about such the legs? only, except for the Piaggio P one eighty Avanti. It's about the only twin turboprop you can buy today. Yeah. Also, I think well, uh, a lot of special missions. Uh, it's been bought by a lot of foreign governments for special mission mm-hmm. applications. Like I think the CIA and not, not the NSA. US DOD, uh, <laughs> NSA, We're not uh, CIA. Initials, uh, but yes, probably. Well, Chip's absolutely right. Except for the Piaggio P180, which is a fuel-efficient speed demon. And faster than a King Air. Completely outclasses any of the King Airs. But if you look at the King Air line, you got the 90 series. You've got what's now the 250 and the 350. 
the 90 series has been and remains very popular among the owner-pilot population. The 250 is more of a corporate airplane. The 350 is fast as hell and a big airplane for a turboprop. I think it's probably the biggest turboprop uh, we've seen in 20, 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Since the Gulfstream 1, maybe. How big? I think that's the only one, the G1. Uh, Well, uh, what was it, the... uh, I mean, you could look. There were at, a couple of turboprop. Uh, one day, you're starting uh, to get into you know uh, yeah. Martin 404 territory exactly. with uh, Rolls Royce darts or something or right. FH227s. But or, none of them lasted 50 years. No, are, none of them have been in production that long. That's are right. you surprised that some of the commuter turboprops haven't been kind of repurposed for civilian use? The Saab 340. It's cheaper to buy King Air. It's cheaper to buy Cheaper by the King Air isn't it? Just to give me some. Just to give me some so, scale well, Some here. of them have, James, is a quick answer. Um, some of them are in corporate uh, duty, for example. Some Dash 8, some Q400s or whatever the nomenclature is today. Some some uh, F27s uh, used to be in that, in that kind of role. Exactly, yeah. uh, but they, they've gotten to the point where... Um, uh, they're pretty much too old to, to keep maintaining. Too, they're not very fuel efficient with those big old Rolls Royce engines on them, and so they're you know the the, the smart money is to downsize and get a King Air where you're going to be using a lot less fuel. And the other element of this is the aftermarket upgrades available for the King Air. Some of the most Our, yes. broad spectrum you find in any aircraft model. You can buy one of the oldest King Airs. And put some of the newest PT6s on it. Blackhawk conversions. Uh, Ram air recovery, wing lockers, and and you've got an airplane that gets 95% of what a new one will. Put a G500 or a G1000 panel in it, and you got 99% of what a new one will do. But at about 45% of the cost. And, And... you know, that kind of gets into the whole uh, uh, issue of refurbishment and remanufacturing existing airplanes, which had had some lengthy conversations here on the site today and still mulling over a lot of that to kind of figure out, you know, what I want to say about it and, and where it might go and, and what role, you know, yeah. uh, people might have. But that's a big deal. It's it's a growing big Really deal. big deal. And uh, the, you mentioned the Blackhawk uh, line, which is a company that, that takes uh, in-service King Airs and, and refurbishes them, uh, re-engines them, uh, basically remanufactures them. And I, you're going to start seeing that, I think, trickle down uh, a lot into the market. Uh, we, we know, um, um, I can't, is it Red Hawk, the, the simulator? Uh, Red, Red, Redbird. Thank you, Redbird. Yeah. Uh, is has uh, offered to do that with some Skyhawks and and put diesel engines in them and basically, perhaps they can't uh, uh, legally call it a zero time airframe, but that's basically what it's going to turn out to be. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of other efforts underway to do that throughout the fleet uh, with similar aircraft, and that's all a good thing. And there's a line of thinking in aviation in GA among a lot of operators that the best solution for whatever you want is an older version of whatever upgraded power plant and panel. So do you expect to see OEMs get more involved? Because they have been willing to seed this aftermarket in large part. I don't think OEMs, except for the the uh, avionics and, and power plant manufacturers, are going to be getting involved. I think 
uh, a Cessna, a Piper, a Beach uh, doesn't even want to think about going in and remanning something that they've, they've rolled out of their factory, if for no other reason than it starts the 18-year product liability clock. Well, and the Garmin guy told us this morning that their biggest sales are all in aftermarket. Yeah. Not hey, new, new install, but aftermarket. Hey, we're reaching the end of our allotted time here. Um, uh, one other area, aspect of the show I want to talk about real quickly is uh, what we expect for the rest of the week. Uh, we fun, want... fun, and sun, sun. sun more, fun. And more of the same. Fun, fun, and sun, sun. Uh, uh, Blue Angels are going to be here later in the week. What? Fr- we think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, you better look at the schedule. Converting fuel into noise. Into noise. And, 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 uh, and, and there's another word, too. Uh, Freedom? Spectacularness. Spectacularity. Spectacular. Is that like uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? <laughs> no, super califragilistic But it is almost certainly the title of this episode. Too I'll be patty, <laughs> patty special sauce. Well, never mind. Um, early, a couple, as of a couple of days ago, there were still uh, uh, media seats available on the Fat Albert rides. I was thinking about, uh, you know, trying to get, you know, the yeah, problem sure. is it's probably not my, there my, if you didn't sign I'll, up I'll, I'll say this on the air. I've been in a C1. I've been in the yeah, back of a, a C130 I've heard, before. I, yeah. Yeah, I've heard. You know, basically, why don't you just put me in a big, big metal box and just banging around on the ground? And uh, that's about called the same. a coffin. Yeah, right. Parties? Are there good parties happening this week? What's going on, David? We, Wherever we are, yes. Yeah, that's right. No, seriously, <laughs> where are the parties? Is well, this- we're missing three right now, and there's more to come. Wednesday night, Thursday night, particularly Saturday night when the fireworks show goes, and that's a, that's the segue to if you haven't come out, come out because they're. Celebrating forty years of sun and fun on yeah. Saturday night with a big fireworks, big fireworks night show. and night the night that's oh, a lot of fun that show. Oh, uh, only God and Jack Hodgson know when this episode will be on on the uh, on your iTunes feed. <laughs> so, Believe me, but, but if if it's if, only, by only any God stretch knows. of the imagination, it's before Friday, Saturday, or Sunday of this week. Get your butt in an airplane and get down here and get down here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what are you looking forward to the rest of the show? Are you going to buy something? What are you going to buy, Jeb? Anything? You got your your eye on something? Buy some cam guard, but I. Uh, um, I, I did make a, a purchase earlier today. No. Really? I know that comes as a shock. What, what, what would you buy? A DVD I, of some sort? No. No, <laughs> no, no. I know. What would you buy? I, actually, I bought a used, uh, in, one of the, in the flea market over in Hangar Echo. A, so you bought some fleas? I bought some fleas. I bought a um, uh, Shaden Microflow, um, which is a fuel, uh, um, fuel flow instrument. Um, that will it, it connects up with my GPS and all this other stuff when it's when it's wired properly. I've got an old dumb fuel uh, tr- uh, um, uh, uh, fuel uh, tracking device in my airplane. Will fit right in the panel exactly the same spot as this one does. Uh, same wiring, yada yada yada, and I can do more with this one. It was a grand total of fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a no-brainer. Cheaper than oil. Cheaper than oil. Cheaper than oil. David, you got your eye on anything you want to buy this week or uh... buy? Probably, but I have not. I'm not sure yet. I'm right now. I'm still concentrating on getting in the flying I'm supposed to be doing, so I yeah. can finish the projects I've been yeah, contracted to do. Yeah. But towards the end of the week, we'll start looking. You know, Saturday we'll start looking at stuff to take home. Yeah, you got kicked. You got kicked out of your ride today, didn't you? Because the airplane wasn't here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's postponed now to Thursday morning. Yes. So yes, yeah. So and it is en route. The, the last shall be first. Yeah, James. How about you? You got anything in mind you're going to buy? I you're really here this week? need a mount for an iPad in the cockpit. Oh, okay. So. Oh, there's some cool ones out there. Yeah. What are you using, um, Jeb? I'm using a uh, a. Um, Relatively um, a simple one from RAM, uh, but I noticed in the Sporties display, 
They have uh, some very interesting uh, phone and tablet mounts from both uh, from full size iPads down to uh, you the know mini? four four or five inch cell phones. Excellent. Yeah, well, it's, it's I'm kind on of the a spring loaded. It's a it's a X shaped thing. It's kind of spring loaded and. It, now, you it's don't the, actually put an iPad in it these days, right? You I don't put an iPad in mine. I put a Nexus 7. A Nexus 7. Yeah, and but do they come a, with different... They fit all these tablets? Or? I didn't bring my tablet with me. It's marketed for 7-inch tablets, so I'm sure it'll fit the Nexus 7. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so... It's funny. The inch of a Nexus is the same as the inch of an iPad. Funny right. how that oh, works. How about that? It really, truly is. Not like yeah. Hedwig in the angry itch. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but millimeter, the millimeters are better different. Oh, must be. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up here. We're, we're, uh, Uncontrolled Airspace is going to be here at the uh, Sun and Fun 2014 fly-in all week long. All uh, week. We're going to be doing all another one of these week? full-blown episodes uh, on closing day, uh, Sunday morning. And uh, we'll also be doing uh, our shorter uh, daily episodes throughout the week. As a matter of fact, we may go off and record one of those uh, a little bit later on dun, this dun, evening dun, dun, dun. As we, uh, as, after we kind of kick back a little bit. So that'll be nice. But uh, um, we're going to be doing that all week long. Um, I'm also doing some Around the Field stuff. So I'm blogging for Around the Field. Uh, so if you want to check out AroundTheField.net. Um, are, are you guys posting anything else anywhere throughout the week? Or are you just collecting material for future Collecting material, research. Searching, yeah. networking, da-da-da-da-da, same yeah. old, same old. Okay. Well, a big thanks to uh, everybody here who uh, has, uh, has invited us and had us and tolerated us and, and, uh, and uh, supported us in, in this endeavor. Um, a, a big thanks, uh, as always, to uh, the entire staff of the Sun and Fun Fly-In, uh, who are terrific hosts and put on a terrific show here every year and are, are very welcoming to us, and we really appreciate that. Um, goes without saying, but I'm going to say that a big thanks to Dave Schalbetter and his entire staff here Thank you, David. at Sun and Fun Radio. We really appreciate uh, it. For hosting Congratulations. Us and, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you finally got decked. Twenty years, twenty years, and they let him out of the closet after the first. I'll tell you, that we, we, we've been admiring the new improved deck all, all the, for the past hour, David. It's really nice. Well, I would like thank you directly to your face for your wonderful hospitality here, and all your staff and all your volunteers. That's great. So, uh, thank you, David Shelbetter. We appreciate it. Uh, James Winbrand has been here. Thank you, James for stopping by. We appreciate it. We always love it when you come on the podcast. I love it too. We have thank to figure so out much. how to get your Skype working better so that you can be on the regular podcast great. more often, because that's really the only issue. We love having you on the regular podcast, thank but so for much. some reason, I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, my my two good friends. Uh, uh, Jeb Burnside? Je- Jeb Higdon and Dave Burnside. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dave Higdon. Thank you very much, David. It's only been, wait, eight, nine years? What? Uh, Jeb Burnside. I'm Jack Hodgson. David, were you going to say something? You want to live long, enjoy life, go fly, because as you all know, time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. Bye-bye. And that's enough talking. Let's go flying. AMF. Yeah.